It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Kevin. That's a dancing Gordon Mack. Despite the fact that the Sixers uh, lost a couple of nights ago to the worst team in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons, you cannot break Gordon's spirit. Hey, they lost without Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is 12 and 2. When Joel and Ben play, <laughs> they're 12 and 1. They're playing the Lakers tonight. If you listen to this podcast on Wednesday, January 27th, if they beat the mm. Lakers, Signed, sealed, delivered. Title coming to Philly. Tight. That's what it is. Are all the players going to participate tonight? Yeah, I think so. Hey, you know what? The, 2020 was the year. 2020 slash a little bit of 2021 was the year of Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. or just a year of Florida in general, right? Because you had mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Lightning making the NHL Finals. You had the Tampa Bay Rays, you had the Miami Heat, and now you have the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, all of them coming, making it to the finals. This year, 2021, it's the year of Philly. The Flyers are looking good. The Sixers obviously are looking good. The uh, Phillies just signed JT Real Muto. Now Bryce Harper's happy. So the Sixers, I mean, the Phillies are ready to go, and they're going to, I'm telling you, Philadelphia Sports 2021. Buy now, I know, because the stock market is going to be going high for the Philadelphia sports area. So buy now. Okay, so, that's good advice that's for Gordon. Yeah. We should, in the spirit of full disclosure, we should say though that every year you've said buy on Philadelphia sports, <laughs> dating back to the early two thousands. So don't actually yeah. buy, folks, if you're listening. Uh, my background's different. I'm in the office for the first time since last March due to a series of unfortunate events. So if I look weird, if I look more theatrical, I guess though this is gonna be, Gordon, when we when we eventually can both come back in the office and we can sit next to each other again, this might be how it looks, although you would just be right right next to me, like right here. That'd be weird. Yeah. You wouldn't be that close to me. You'd be a little bit farther away from me. But this this I mean, uh, if you look- <laughs> soundstage background, people gotta get used to it. If you look at the super old podcast, by super old, I mean less than a year old, the beginning podcast, <laughs> it's a handy cam with us just sitting right next to each other. 
you know, audio yeah. quality's a little basic, but hey. We got a lawn though now. So I feel like even lawn, if we yeah. come back in person, we can't just do, we can't go back to the handy cam and iPhone audio ways. No. We need to figure out how to get a lawn doing something. It may not need to be a full studio production, but we need to do something that's a little bit jazzed up. Um, I saw you sent me this morning an Instagram post from Taylor Werner announcing that she's going uh, pro with Puma, confirming earlier reporting from Flowtrack, uh, AKA Lincoln Shrike on the byline on that one. Um, I know you wanted to get rid of Lincoln because you thought his report was thinly sourced. <laughs> Are you gonna call him and apologize and say, no, 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 we made a mistake, Lincoln, you're right all along. No, never apologize, <laughs> double down, double down. That was a joke, by the way, for people. That was yeah. uh, a thousand percent a joke. That's not accurate at all. The uh, yeah, reporting was, Warner, was accurate. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me clarify. Taylor that. Warner, Arkansas Razorback, going pro in Puma. Fiona O'Keefe, also in the picture, wearing a Puma kit. Former, mm -hmm. like, hot minute New Mexico athlete because she never ran for New Mexico, but she was there for a, a, a semester, I guess. Um, and then mm -hmm. also Stephen Fahey, who was already relocated to North Carolina, kind of be near Milt. You got you to assume there's some Stanford connection with Fahey, O'Keefe, Milt being there, mm -hmm. coaching at North, North Carolina. So a little new pro group potentially popping up there in the Southeast, which would be very interesting. Mm -hmm. And we know that Molly Seidel is sponsored by Puma now as well, not necessarily – going to be joining that group although we don't we don't know right shouldn't talk about a group she might just be staying put yeah. and wearing puma gear now but they're investing yeah, we don't know some money now yeah it's always great i remember the old days when uh puma used to do this thing called the puma mile where mm -hmm. uh i mean david torrance actually won it it was back at mount sack where they had a bunch of unsponsored athletes run a mile and the winner of the mile gets a, a sponsorship with puma i know david torrance actually won it but didn't take the sponsorship because he thought it was not a a affair for his talent. He then proved he bet on himself, proved it, got his yeah. own career going. Um, rest in peace, David Torrance. But yeah, Puma back in the game. It's always a good thing. Yeah, I, and we knew about. We'll take a pause about listening. I think I'm hearing my audio in your from you. I think there's I'll some turn echo. Yeah, I'll turn myself down yeah. a little bit here. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is what happens when you change locations after almost a year recording somewhere else. How about now? Is that better? Check one, two. Yeah. How do, no, how do I sound? Here. How do you sound? You're still hearing me. Well, that's me, fine. Huh? If, okay. We'll, we'll, keep we'll, we'll see what we'll see we'll see what happens when people listen back to this. But if this is the worst podcast of all time, we apologize. It's all Kevin's fault. No, no, there was definitely ones that Lincoln screwed up because while we're while we're piling on Lincoln, I'll just say there were definitely ones where his audio was. Uh, Yes. A bit of a mess. Well, back when we used to have to sync it ourselves too, before we had a professional like Alon handling things, it, it could get a little dicey. Yeah. So we we knew that this was going to happen with with the pro group, Milt um, involved likely, and Alistair Craig involved as well. Just don't know how big the roster is going to be. When you see names like O'Keefe and Warner, though, it leads me to believe, and Fahey, it's going to be for new pros because there's two different ways that you could go about building a group you could do it with established people and move them from their existing brand to your brand or you could get up and comers and get bigger names but you have a little bit more of a risk that you're taking on there though 
Um, although I like, I mean, from the perspective of, of Werner, she, I think she's a dark horse 5,000 meter candidate. Now that's gotten to be an exceedingly hard team to make. But if you go back to last December, 2019, when she ran what would have been the collegiate record if she was running in an Arkansas Jersey indoors at BU and really put herself in there, she got the trials, uh, you know, knocked out the qualifier, right? For for the, um, well, the, it would have been the Olympics or the trials, which are 1511, right? Yeah, it was for the Olympic trials. Right? Yeah. She got the qualifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qualifier. Yeah. yeah, so, but think about what happened in the 5,000 since then. A, a month later, you had a bunch of fast times, uh, particularly from, from Bowerman women indoors. And then you, obviously you had the, the 1420 parade outdoors. And like people like Elise Cranny pop up there as, as well too. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an ex, uh, extremely difficult team to make, but I wouldn't count her out of it yet. Just based on how well she's been running these last few years. Yeah. I, I guess we got to see, we need a data point from her. I guess that's what I'm yeah, waiting yeah. for. The last data yeah. point we have from her is from so long ago. Um, yeah. Cause if she, you would think like two years removed from that data point, you should be even better, but we could, she could be stagnant because of lack of, you know, a competitive environment um, with the pandemic. But we, we'll just have to mm -hmm. wait and see when she makes her actual debut, whether she runs a random 3K indoors or waits till April to start running some fast 5Ks. Um, just wait and see to see what type of talent this Puma group will have. Because right now it's really a clean slate and unknown. Um, they could come right out of the gates and, put up some fast times and be like, Hey, this Puma thing in the Southeast is not, not too shabby. So it's a wait and see right now. There's been a lot of new companies entering the market over the last couple of years. If you go back to, you know, on running Under Armour with Dark Sky, Puma, what's been the move that's surprised you the most? What's the one that you didn't see coming really at all? And if someone told you even last year, oh yeah, this group's going to invest a bunch in running, you would not have believed. To me, I would say it's uh, the Puma, right? Because we just haven't mm -hmm. seen Puma really go into the distance world lately. When you think of Puma, you think of obviously Usain Bolt, and then you think of how they kind of doubled down on that with Andre de Grasse and like a Jenna Prandini. Um, then they started going on the fringes, you know, trying to get someone like a Hannah Cunliffe. Uh, and then they were like, all right, let's go, go back all in and someone like Mondo Duplantis. And they just were constantly trying to go all in on like an elite sprinter, fringe sprinters, fringe distance events, um, excuse me, fringe field events. But they had yet to really go into the, the 10K, 5K, 1500 meter realm. And you kind of just, you never really associate Puma with distance. At least it's been a while since, I mean, when's, who's the last Puma athlete? who was like a, a miler up. Can you think of someone? No one jumps out to me. I always yeah. associated them with, you know, obviously Bolt, DeGrasse, and then, you know, Warholm recently. You mentioned Cunliffe. She's with Adidas, but the point stands oh, Adidas, that it was, yeah, mostly, yeah. My bad. it was mostly a, a, a sprint and field focus. And for a while, it was mostly European, right? Or yeah. non-American non-american you didn't really associate it with american runners signing with that company yeah so 
that's the most surprising. On running, you could say is surprising. Cause but at the same time, on running is trying to like do their like thing that Hoka did five or six years ago. It's like, hey, let's get let's let's go head first into the game. Let's start something new. The way Hoka did with all their big investments in marketing. They sponsored track meets. Hoka then sponsored NAZ Elite. They then took on New Jersey New York Track Club. Uh so there was a lot of that, like kind of Everyone was kind of talking about Hoka because people didn't know. Is it Hoka One One? Is it Hoka One One? It was this whole thing. <laughs> um, the discovery of yeah. Hoka, right? It's this trail trail shoe where all of a sudden being on the on turned into a spike for Kyle Murr, but what is going on, right? Um, <laughs> uh, right, right. So I think on running is kind of in that realm. So it's not that surprising whenever someone's like, hey, let's just try it. But you thought Puma is kind of like, hey, we're going to stay safe with the sprint yeah. thing. We know we're not going to really go crazy, but hey, they're going crazy. Why not? Well, to me, it's on because I didn't know anything about them like last yeah. year. I know people like Lincoln who are sneakerheads and sold shoes know, knew about them. But if you're just watching track and consuming it at a professional collegiate level and you don't see somebody's shoe closet, who's just like a regular three hour marathoner or four hour marathoner. And you don't know that, Oh, there's this other brand of shoes out there that people are running. You really would not have known anything about them. So for them to have like Ritz as well too. And then the strategy of just getting a whole bunch of NCAA stars right off the bat, you know, Beamish and Orr and Monson and a lot of international athletes as well too. So they can make a lot of teams. That one surprised me. Puma was, I guess you're right. The investment in distance and like forming and making a group in this, like putting down roots in this place, a la what we've seen happen in Oregon and what we've seen happen in Seattle before. Yeah, that that is that is surprising. But to me, On just came out of you know, complete nowhere. I mean, if it wasn't for Lincoln, I literally would not have known they existed at all. Yeah, Lincoln did a good job at normalizing it. Be like, oh yeah, On. I was like, yeah, I yeah, kind of yeah. didn't want – I felt stupid for not knowing on. So I was like, oh, yeah, totally, yeah. on, on running. Yeah, I knew about <laughs> this. And I definitely faked it till I made it. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I guess there's people in the know. There's people who just – I don't really study every type of running brand shoe. I'm not a runner's yeah, world yeah. daily subscriber. So I just don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He, he was on it early because – was it him or was it you who noticed Klecker was wearing him on Instagram? It was one of them. Well, it was one of me, the two guys. but like Lincoln was the one who like really was like, oh yeah, he's like confirmed that yeah, those are those shoes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a shoe guy. He's a shoe guy. I feel like we shoe talk guy. about Lincoln so much on this podcast. We need to bring him yeah. back onto the podcast. I tried to get him on should... before I before I did the solo thing. I texted him that morning. I said, Gordon's probably not with us anymore. Can you come on? Nothing. No response. Nada disappointing maybe if this podcast gets big enough and the sponsorships keep rolling in we can mm -hmm. start turning ourselves into a podcast network and we'll have a, a sub podcast where it's just lincoln thoughts and we can hire him out and he just does a 30 minute rant about something or art. we make it big i thought you were gonna say he could do or it about art. art do about yeah. art yeah. yeah impressionist paintings go lincoln you have 20 seconds your thoughts go yeah okay the other big news that we have to talk about is Boston Marathon naming a date potentially for the fall. It's interesting because it's going to be 
the same weekend as the Chicago Marathon, which already had its date planned because it was its traditional date. Chicago Marathon hasn't moved anything around, but we're looking at what, October 10th and October 11th for the Boston and Chicago Marathons this fall, if all goes according to plan. And this would be the the mass race, the main race. We're not just talking about 30 people running around. First question, how many people are going to attempt the Chicago-Boston double? Sarah Hall and but, would be one. <laughs> none, none of them are going to be the elite athletes, but how many citizens are going to be like, yo, let's do it. Let's run Chicago, get a flight Chicago night, wake up Boston, and boom, back-to-back yeah. marathons. So we have – so Chicago is going to be on the 10th, and – which is Sunday, and then Boston is scheduled for a Monday on the 11th. So they're yeah going to keep it on that traditional Monday spot. How hard is it going to be to get into the Boston Marathon this year if things progress the way we hope in this country in terms of where we are with the virus? Because it's already hard to get into the Boston Marathon, and it's been delayed for a year. And if people are able to run in a, in a mass race – they're going to be so happy to do it. This thing is going to be so incredibly difficult to get into, I think, if we're seeing that I, progression. I don't know because I also think this is going to be a crazy fall season, right? Because you're going to have the Berlin Marathon, then a week later, London, then a week later, Chicago and Boston, then a week later, Tokyo, and then three weeks later, New York City. Like all the six major marathons, all within – basically every week. Um, yeah. I think with all the, op- no one is going to run multiple marathons in the, in that two month span. Right. I'm People not talking are about pros. Choose. I'm not talking well, about pros. I'm not talking, I'm talking about pros about- either, but like if you're an American, you're not going to, you're going to choose between Chicago, Boston, and New York. If you're just a citizen, like I want to run my first marathon or I just want to run in a, 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 a major marathon. You're going to pick between those three cities. Yeah. You're- but Boston carries so much more weight. Boston carries so much more weight than the other ones. It does. Does it? The history and the tradition. Yeah, the history and the tradition. Of course, Boston Marathon uh, is is above those other two. Now you have to qualify to get in, which makes it harder to get in. But that level of exclusivity makes it even more inviting for athletes out there. I just think, listen, it's just like people are thinking about man when this is over, when this wraps up, right? Like how crazy concerts are going to be. How crazy is it going to be to like get back and, and have a huge party with your friends. This is the equivalent to runners being able to go out and have a party again. And it's compounded by the fact that they didn't have it last year. And it's Boston marathon. The one race that every runner wants to run to check off their bucket list. So I I just think man I because I, I hope we're in a place where it it is going to happen and it's going to be it's going to be quite the uh, quite the celebration if it does I mean you know runners you have runners in your life do they want to run the Boston Marathon or would they rather run the Chicago Marathon Okay yeah they might want to run the Boston Marathon because I saw but I... a person in your life on Twitter which is what yeah, got no... me down this rabbit hole tweeting about this exact thing so you can yeah, disagree no... with me but you'd also be disagreeing with somebody else in your life. I'm just saying I understand that Boston might be number one on people's lists, but I think 
the fact it's a lot easier. It's Boston doesn't compete with any major marathon when it's in the April. It doesn't. It just is like we own everyone's spring marathon that are Americans. But now that it's competing against Chicago, New York, there are going to be people be like, yeah, I would, I would have ran Boston, but it's the fall. I want to run New York or it's the fall. I want to run Chicago. Like Boston is given like, a choice though. I think if given a choice between those three, Boston would be the clear favorite of just if you if you took a poll of men who've run whatever 240 and women who've run 255 or something and you ask them or 305 or something and you ask them, I think Boston would be the overwhelming favorite. There's it's just different than the other two. It just is all the tradition. And the fact that it is exclusive that they do put in that cutoff mark, it makes people that much more interested to do it. And they want, they're going to want to say they did this one. They're going to want to say they did this first yeah. one back. Well, I also think that the, the, the fairy tale that we are telling ourselves when this is all over, I don't think there's like going to be like a hard like moment. It's over. Now we just... No, there's not. No, no there's, It's going to be a slow burn to being over. And therefore, I don't think... I think... Uh, the idea of like, oh, everyone's going to want to go. I still think there's going to be people be like, hey, I don't know if I want to go. I yeah, still think there's going to saying... be a dilution to, to it on people's feelings and also the, the fact there's other events at the same time. Like, I don't think it's going to be like, we're free from our cage of being in our apartments. We can go out and run and with the 50,000 people. Like, I just, yeah. I don't think it's going to be that crazy. But well, first of all, you're know. not invited to my we're free party. I just took you off the list. So <laughs> you can still send your you can still send your regards, but you're not invited. I agree. It doesn't seem like there's gonna be one day. But if the beginning of fall is the entree into normalcy or a or a newer type of normal, then you think by the time October rolls around, we'd be in a better, even better spot. And sure, it wouldn't be the bang bang the immediate okay it's good to go out and and you, we can do mass races now and the next day there's boston no people have to wait a little bit but that'll be the first boston since then and this will be the first new york and this will be the first chicago those really really big road races so people will be patient some people i'm sure will opt out but there'll be a huge appetite for it um you again will not be invited because of your negative attitude so i'm sorry so. Uh, a colleague of ours um, at another publication, Let's Run, John Galt, great guy. Love love having uh, post-meet dinners with him. Uh, but he uh, wrote an article about how – what the – That was our the, last uh, post-meet dinner, by the way. Yeah, I know it was. Indoors, do you remember that? Yeah. Yes, I drank a Corona to be ironic, and look what happened. <laughs> yep. Again, not invited uh, to my party, so go ahead. <laughs> um, we uh, – he, he wrote an article wrote an saying article. how the fact that all these elite marathons are all together, therefore all the elites are going to be spread out, which is a good thing for Americans because now it's going to be easier to podium because the Kenyans are not all at one event or these East Africans aren't all there or like all the good yeah, Americans yeah, yeah. aren't all at one event. What are your thoughts yeah. on that take that now it's going to be easier to be a world major marathon potential champion or potential podiumer. Yeah, it's going to be easier for everybody. Doesn't just apply to Americans. 
it's going to apply to anybody in the elite field because you're spread out over what five marathons now as opposed to two or three and you combine that with the fact of the olympics happening in august maybe you're going to get some people who are slow recovering and aren't able to run so yeah it makes it's just math at that point you have a bunch of you have only so many marathoners to spread out over so many major marathons that there's going to be some winners there who wouldn't ordinarily win um i don't think that that's the 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 craziest take in the world do you disagree no i agree I mean, yeah 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 it makes sense think, yeah i just i don't think it's a good thing because i think we should it's going to be hard to quantify it historically you're right yeah. it's going to be if 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 it does happen if there is some weird situation where this one year you had every single major marathon happening over over a month so that way you have some pretty wonky champions but i i can't be too upset about this because i have long been a favor in favor of a plan floated by tony revis which is that you should alternate men and women as the elites for that season so for example in the spring you have boston and london one year the elite men go to boston and the elite women go to london and then the next year you flip it and if you had that situation you'd have people running i don't know 212 or something and winning london marathon like you'd have to explain to people oh no that's an odd year yeah. for the london men those don't count so it would be really weird when you would look through history and you'd see every other year random people winning the majors i think it'd be worth it because the other year you'd get every single good person only in one race i think that would be awesome so it would make it worth it but it would produce some head scratching historical archives well yeah well it will never happen because i, I highly doubt boss would be like oh yeah we won't let good people run in our men's race this year yeah we'll let them yeah, all yeah. go to london and they're like no come come to us right they're not in the business of like charge, yeah though, share, sharing with sharing london i do think it's going to be like the what was the year Boston Marathon? The hail rain where the results yeah. Yeah, 2018. It's just going to be a bunch of kind of results that are weird where there you might have someone who you never heard of get third in the marathon. You're like, what? Uh, who are yeah. you? Right. And it may catapult their career to extend it to a couple of times because because then in 2023, you'd be like, yeah, I got third in the Chicago Marathon. Now, sure, I ran like <laughs> 215, but like, hey, I got third. I'd say it. Well, here's another thing to consider, though. Do you think that their budgets are limited this year because they didn't have a race last year? Yeah, I bet budgets are limited, but I also think... So that would mean instead of, say, for example, inviting 20 elite men, maybe they're only inviting 12. So over the course of that stretch in the fall you're just going to get like it's not like they're going to get more i mean th this goes to, to to john's point i guess right like you're just going to get those 20 spots aren't going to get filled in by they may not get filled in by um pro runners because there might be some pro runners who especially from other countries who are like well i'm not going to travel to to this major marathon if I'm not going to get compensated, I'll stay and I'll do a, a small marathon, you know, somewhere like where I can get but a bunch would, of prize money. But would you? I feel like 
these elite athletes are itching to go back to normalcy. So wouldn't the lore of like, hey, here's a legitimate race, would you argue that these meet directors have a little bit of leverage of like, hey, don't you yeah. go back yeah. to normal? We may not be able to give you money, but like, hey, we're giving you a race opportunity that you haven't had for two two years. Yeah, I guess the point that I'm trying to make, which is is kind of strange, is that say there's like 60 slots, right? Yeah. In a normal in a normal fall, um, but then you add in two extra major marathons. Okay, so now it's up to in a typical year that would mean a hundred slots. But what I'm saying is there may not be that many slots, which would even it would decrease the depth even more. So it may not be that it may not the biggest shock might not be that we see a weird winner. It might be that we see just a really strange fifth place or fourth place because some of the races yeah. are just going to be really shallow because ordinarily where you'd fly in and pay for a 206 207 guy to come from ethiopia or kenya or uganda or japan or wherever you're not able to do that this year because of your your budget everybody gets everybody gets three really good people and that's it but we know with dnfs too it's going to yeah, there's going to be one, at least one of these majors, if they go off as scheduled, where the person who wins would have been 50 to 1 odds or higher, I think. All right, here's here's a question. Ready? You're going to yeah. – it's kind of like PTI. You are Iliad Kipchoge. Mm-hmm. What is your 2021 fall race schedule? I guess first it's Olympics, right? I run the Olympics. Gordon, that's the first thing I do. I run the Olympics and I win the Olympics. Um, I don't know. He's not. <coughs> Excuse me. He's not one who races a ton. I could see that being it for him. Okay. Next question. I know that's not a very that's not a very interesting answer, but uh, I mean, I he hope he runs New York? New York. I would love for him this... to run New York or Boston. Yeah. Okay. Second question. Your name is Galen Rupp. What is your fall okay. schedule? I think I'd run the marathon at the Olympics because I made the team, and that'd be silly not to. And then I think you might see him in Boston. He's got a connection there, obviously. So the men's marathon is August 8th at the Olympics. So you'd have two months to get ready i think that's a possibility for him to do it okay i'd like Last to see one. him i'd like to see him i'd like to see him in new york i'd like to see a lot of these people in new york because they haven't run in new york before but it's only three weeks difference I, I don't know i don't know if they weigh that versus all their other sponsor obligations go ahead you're sarah hall what do you do all of them Uh, no, I start in Berlin. No, I'm not even joking. Here, how about this? Over under, how many of these marathons does Sarah Hall run? Let's set an over under. I'll say two point five. Oh, it's definitely under. She's not going to run three marathons. I think she might run three marathons. I think she's going to run three. Berlin for sure in the. Be- I'm sure she's, re- she's going to run Berlin in the beginning for sure, and then she's going to run New York at the end for sure. And then I think she'll run uh, 
Boston. Chicago or Boston? Run Boston. That's that's a tough turnaround. That's a tough turnaround from Berlin. But what did she do? She did this weird, she did this really quick turnaround last year after Berlin, right? And it wasn't a marathon, but she ran a, another road race. I know it's not the same as running a marathon. It takes way more out of you. But at least she was able to get back to the start line. Okay, so she ran in 2019 Berlin. She ran on September 29th. Uh, well, first of all, well, she ran a 20K on September 2nd. I guess that's just a tune-up. Okay, so September 29th, she ran Berlin. She also ran New York that year. Uh, and then October 6th, she ran a two-mile. Or 10 mile, 10 mile. So seven days after she ran Berlin in 2019, she ran a 10 mile race. So she would need, she would have an extra couple days this year, but she'd have to go 16 miles farther. I really think the over-under is 2.5. I feel strongly about that. You want to take the under? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If she made the Olympics, then 2.5 would be really, really, really hard. I think I think that it, it, it almost would move up to 3.5 at that point because I think three would be easy because then she'd go August 7th and November 7th, the first marathon of this group and the last marathon of this group, and then she could pick anything in between and she'd have plenty of time for her to recover. But the fact that she's not in the Olympic marathon makes it a little tricky. All right, you don't, you don't know what the plan is. What's we're the gonna plan? Clip, we're gonna here's here. Get ready to clip this. This is Gordon's magnificent. We're calling it uh, marathon madness. Okay, marathon mm -hmm. madness. Okay. You take the top one hundred marathoners, men and women, right, that are not running in the Olympics. Okay, and they're all entering Berlin. Okay, so you start with the mm -hmm. Olympics. Olympics happen. You have the top 50 finishers in the Olympics. They move on. Then you have the top 100 non-Olympians. <laughs> they run at Berlin, right? So 100 people run in Berlin. Mm -hmm. The top 50 finishers in Berlin move on to London, right? And then they race the top 50 from the Olympics. So you have another pool mm. of 100. Then the top 50 from London move on to Boston, but the top, the bottom fifty from London move on to Chicago in the losers bracket. Okay, <laughs> so then you have the bottom fifty in Chicago, the top fifty in Boston. Then you split that out where the losers bracket moves on to Tokyo. So then you have the twenty five mm -hmm. winners of the losers bracket in Tokyo. You have the twenty five winners from Chicago go all the way to New York City. They get the buy. Then to Tokyo, you have the top. Maybe let's say. 15 who survived Tokyo, they go to New York City, and then you have a, a field of 40 athletes in New York City for all the marbles, and they crown the Marathon Madness champion. Thoughts? I got bad news for you. I don't think I'm going to clip that. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea of it. But it's, it's just too idea. unrealistic it's for a, me it's to a really bad idea, think about. You don't like that. It's a bad idea. Okay. Replace marathon with a 5K, though, and it would be cool. 
you'd have to cut some of the numbers down because someone could run that many 5Ks in that period of time. So how many, this would require them to race how many times? Four? Because you had like two losers three, bracket races? Is that? Yeah, three or four. Three? I don't know. I don't know the exact math. It's just a way to like, yeah. what if we turned it into like, each marathon is a qualifier for the next. He's like, oh, I got I to gotta be in the top. I got to be in the top tier or else I don't get to go run in Boston. Oh, I got to move on. I want to make it to New York City at the finals. You know, how much that's interesting because how much energy do you think they could save by just trying to chill and finish yeah. in the top 50 running it like the first round of a 1500? It's yeah. a long way to go. So there'd be a lot of recovery that be required. But if Elliot Kipchoge just say Elliot Kipchoge ran a 209 to safely qualify. Do you think he'd be good the next week to train fully? How quickly yeah. would it take him to recover? Okay. Is out. a 209 for, is a 209 for him? Like, <laughs> like Shelby running a 405, 1500. Is that about the equivalent? I guess we have a lot of, uh, is a 209 for like a Shelby running a what? Shelby running like a 405, 1500. So I guess we have a bunch of four or five U.S. marathoners. <laughs> if of Shelby Shelby running four or five, because you just said two oh nine is like a slow Shelby time. That's kind of disrespecting our you U.S. Who You're, yeah, yeah, get up every day to, to scream about their two oh nine PR. Meanwhile, you're gonna get, runs it this backwards. is why you got. This is why Lincoln had to leave because of these exact <laughs> takes. No, I just threw a. I just picked a time out of nowhere, basically saying, how long. Can Elliot Kipchoge cruise? How comfortably uh, could he get through these races where he would not need to recover fully and could theoretically run multiple marathons? Because he's going on long runs all the time yeah. in training. So this would essentially just be his long run. The reason I, I mean, thought of Shelby was, remember a, one of those how different is a two times over the year when she's pacing? Sorry. How different is a two oh, times I think quite a three? I think quite a bit. I think quite a bit. I mean, it's about seven minutes when I do the math in my head. Yeah, but seven but... minutes over 26, it's like, you know. I think one like of actual... them is one of them is uh, going to the well completely. The other one is this is my hard workout, my hard long run workout pace that I do four weeks out for the marathon that is really draining, but it doesn't knock me on my butt, right? Whereas 203, it's like, okay, you're going to the well. You may not be running for two weeks afterwards. Yeah. Unless you're someone like Yuki Kawuchi or, or Sarah Hall. We got a little bit of time left. I see you put on the ticker here. Uh, you want to talk about Florida? Yeah. So a few, few days ago. It's not going to happen. So, hold on, hold on. Just while we're, here, while we're on the topic of things that won't happen. Yeah, A few days ago when there was news of uh, Olympics might not be happening – I tweeted out, hey, here's an idea. Why don't we spread out the Olympics across the world, smaller bubbles? And we tweeted from the FlowTrack account, which city should host track? And yeah. I said, which city? And Trayvon Bromel, first one to respond, just said Florida. And then someone responded go. to me like, that's not a city, bro. And then two days later, Florida announces uh -huh. they're bidding for the 2021 Olympic Games from Tokyo. I don't know if 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 someone from the Florida Council it. is 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 uh, following Trayvon or is like best friends with Trayvon, yeah, yeah, and is like, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's get the Olympics. But there was a report yesterday or two days ago where Florida said, "Hey, 
we'll take the Olympics if Tokyo doesn't want to do it. Um, I mean, I like how it was the, take the, the chief world. financial officer of Florida. It wasn't the governor or anybody like that. It was just some guy who said, hey, I could, we could do this. Uh, you know what? You should like this idea, though, because it makes your ideas seem so much more feasible. Like, you need yeah. ideas that are at the outer bounds of reasonable, so that way yours slides closer to the middle. Because well, after hearing about this, the idea of multiple bubbles is like, oh, that kind of makes sense. It's not as crazy as moving them all to Florida. Well, here's a here's a question. Take Florida out of it. Mm. Is moving the games an idea? No. Why? It's not on the table at all. What's oh, all the, the big reason is. for not moving it? But where's the money's still going to be made? Where do you mean the money? Where? They don't lose money by moving it to a different city, do they? The city loses buckets and buckets and buckets of money. Well, if yeah, the city wants to cancel jump. it, if the city wants to cancel well, they, it, then well, they're not they're going to lose the money anyway. And I don't think as a whole the city does want to cancel it because I don't think oh, okay. that 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 was I don't think that was a representative sample of everybody. It was one anonymous quote. So I also think that you'd have a lot more difficult. Like, if you look at Japan's numbers versus Florida's numbers, it's not close right now. So, if you're trying to get other people to, like, if you you want to make sure that everybody shows up to the Olympics and don't have these watered down fields that you were talking about for the fall marathons, uh, I don't think that that would be the. I, I think keeping it in uh, keeping it in Japan is is a good spot. Um, I've become more optimistic about this since we talked about it. Was it Monday or last week? I don't even remember. I don't remember. I think it was Monday or Friday. Yeah, I'm. No, it was Friday. I'm more optimistic. I'm more optimistic. Optimistic so. about what is going to happen? Got it. In 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 Tokyo, I still, I think fans are unlikely, but I think it's going to happen in Tokyo. And listen. I've been optimistic before and I've been wrong a lot. So <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy who wants to party across America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm choosing optimism. But I think I just think they're gonna get enough people vaccinated. Like they're gonna get enough athletes vaccinated. When we, when you look at the sheer number, when you talked about the what do we say, twenty thousand? And then even if you double that for support personnel, uh I think I think uh they'll have, be able to set something up. I think what is going to be tricky is the qualifying process. So countries where you need to qualify for events, like the United States, where they don't have just one person who's really good, um, is going to be a little bit trickier. But they'll figure out a way around it. I just don't think a vaccine is like the flip the switch, problem solve situation, because I think, uh, you know, they're like, is it going to be like, you only can come in if you're like, you have proof that you got a vaccine. How are they going to prove that you got the vaccine? Like, it's just like, and like, I don't know. I just yeah, don't I think, think they'll, I think they'll literally do that. I think when you go, I mean, when you do international competition in a lot of different foreign countries, you're required to have proof of immunizations for different, different issues. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't if, think wouldn't be it be a bad, wouldn't it be a, you know, 
a bad PR look? Like, why is this elite athlete getting the vaccine over someone who's waiting in line in, you know, the middle of nowhere type thing? Like, why do they get I first? Think, I think we'll, won't that be a thing? I think that I, well, I think if the Olympics were right now, that might be a thing. But I think by the time we get, this is where time is working in their advantage. We talk, we talked a lot about how, oh man, if the Olympics were just a little bit later, or whatever. But I think this is one situation where that is working to their advantage because we'll be at a different spot there. I mean, to be honest, if someone said, "Hey, Kevin, either Gordon can get the vaccine, or you can give it to the entire uh, men's and women's <laughs> fifteen hundred meter team." I'm giving it to the men's and women's 1500 team. I'm sorry. Dude, man, what about me? I thought we were friends. No, you're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And okay. you, but you do need to get it before you come to my big party that you don't want to go to. Yeah, I think that will, I think that will fade by then. I mean, people thought there was going to be a, a big uproar about like accessibility to tests when the professional sports leagues had it and other people don't. And that faded. So I think this will fade as well, too. Because that that issue still is pervasive. Yeah, but people. Just well, that's because it took so. time to figure out how to make the tests bigger and faster and better. Because in the beginning, it took a long time to figure out tests. So. Yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to be like, oh, we're gonna have this group of someone in who who covers this stuff, um, or who's smart in this space. Uh, I was texting with him, and this person basically said, well, it's not it's not crazy to like have a, almost like a staging area, right? A few weeks out or a few months out where you, where you keep people and are able to distance and then you move them from there, get their second shot. Or by then maybe there'll be enough one dose shots as well too. So it's just like the, the process speeds up and then you go from there. There's no doubt going to be complications. It's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect because it's a medical issue and it's a pandemic, but I think they'll, I think it'll get, I think it'll get figured out. I think they'll have, enough uh and, enough time and initiative to do it and if they don't figure it out it's always come down to the sunshine state ride yeah. ride hang out with mickey mouse go to universal or ride on the jaws ride go to harry potter world and go win an olympic medal or the uh multiple bubbles maybe they'll, they'll pivot yes. to multiple bubbles Dude, i think i do bubbles. think not to give your idea too much credit because I feel like you're getting a little ahead of yourself here, but <laughs> I think if they knew now, if they knew six months ago, Japan's resistance to it, Tokyo's resistance to it, I think they would have started, and maybe they do have backup, backup, backup plans, but I think they maybe would have started that thought process earlier of just like, we don't want this PR headache of like a city not wanting it. Let's just, let's spread it out. Let's figure out how we can do this. And make it work but now i think they're now they're committed they're all in now yeah the way i'm committed to my sixers tonight 6 30 central takes. live on espn uh right. lakers versus sixers <laughs> do i'm telling the sixers destroy the lakers don't make don't make a friendly wager who wins don't make a bet i'll bet you the sixers win you want to make that bet no i'm not gonna bet you i don't have enough Ooh, money, that makes man. you think they're gonna win yes where is the game? Philly. Hmm. I don't know who's playing. You never know who's playing in these games. Everyone's anymore. assuming everyone's playing. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I uh I've seen the Lakers lose some games they should have won this year. And obviously the Sixers are great at losing games that they should have won 
because that's what makes them the Sixers. We'll leave it there. Friday, we're going to have a big weekend preview. Uh, and yes. I will not be in this dark, dark, dark room. So I'll be a little sharper on, on Friday. This was, uh, this was an adjustment for me. But if you're email the pod, and we need? are going to Vegas on Monday. So email us what we should do in Vegas. We'll talk about what we should do. <laughs> we we should plan our Vegas trip on the on the pod Friday because we're going to Vegas. So we'll plan our Vegas trip on the pod and preview cross country and track. I'm Gordon. This is Kevin. Email the pod, flowcheckpodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you Friday.